Welcome to the Home Church Podcast, where we bring you relevant teaching, faith conversations, and much, much more. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you and builds your faith. Hey, Home Church, we're going to get into the word together. Today, we're speaking from the title, Giant Killing is Overrated. It really, really is. It's a bit of a controversial title, that one, I think, isn't it? It is. And um, you might not agree right now, but I, I, I'm going to convince you, we're going to convince you that giant killing is overrated. And that, and that we're going to talk about this obsession in society with, you know, getting that big success moment. Yeah, the and big win. That, and that, that just comes like, like almost like buying a lottery ticket. And it just happens. Right. It just right. doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. And we're going to unpack why and how today. I think there's been a lot of talk also in the church, hasn't there, about you've got to slay those Goliaths. You've got to slay those Goliaths. And when you slay that Goliath, everything then is going to be okay. Uh, But I think that is a little bit of a myth. And we've got to take that whole story and put it in the context that it's supposed to be in. Absolutely. How many times have you heard the message about David and Goliath and thought, I need to slay my Goliath? Well, let's look at that from a slightly different perspective today. I'm going to read from 1 Samuel 17, 34. It says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned to me, I seized it by its hair struck it and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear now this for context this is david speaking to king saul because there was a a giant which many of you will know about called goliath in the valley yeah he was um he was threatening the the israelites threatening the israelites and david stood forward and he's given his resume here he's given his little pitch if you like so it says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. So he's very bold. He's very full of confidence because, he said, he has defied um, the armies of the living God. So he doesn't really like this giant for a start. So he's happy to get involved right. and go toe to toe with him. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the land of this Phil- from the hand of this Philistine and Saul said to David go and the Lord be with you so Saul the king was happy for this young punk this young shepherd boy <laughs> to go ahead and see what he could well, I do I think the trouble trouble was nobody else was stepping up whether everybody else was afraid and all of a sudden you get this kid come along who's like I can do it I can yes. fight him yeah. but why was that why was that and of course we've preached this many 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 times in the church and we've heard it and it, and, and for me it's often made me feel like i need to have my giant killing experience when am i going to have my giant killing experience but i guess that the premise of the message today is you don't arrive mm. at the giant killing experience in fact That's right giant killing is overrated and right. we love all those shows in our house, that X Factor and The Voice and all that stuff. American don't we? Idol. We love that. We love that where you see the underdog come through, that person who's got, always got a good story, but then triumphs in the end and is crowned the winner. Yeah. yeah we love those, especially the, talent, the, the vocal talent shows. Yeah. But what it doesn't tell is the story of the person who's day to day has dug in, put the work in, and one yeah. day gets success. It kind of sells us a lie that we can have success in a moment. And I think sometimes we're where we preach in church and some of the things we hear in church, yeah. it's like success in a moment. Yes. Uh, and we get this gospel preached to us that, is, that, that almost has headlines. Like, you are awesome. 
God is awesome and everything's going to be awesome. Yeah. To quote yeah. that song in the Lego movie, everything is awesome. <laughs> How many song. people know that's not the case? Everything that's isn't right. always awesome. That's right. And David that day, um, you know, of course, he, of course he slayed the giant. And, and got, he, those that don't know the story, he went on to slay the giant. He took some stones from, from the river yes. and he put them in his sling. And because he had skill, skill he was yeah. able to kill the giant. Right. But I just wanted to, we want to take the pressure off everyone today, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, and sometimes we do, the reality is we do have giants that come into our lives. We do have um, big problems that come in. But the fact is we don't all of a sudden get propelled into a moment of triumph where yes. we slay that yes. and then life is good again. The fact yes. of the matter is that, yeah, we may have a, a, a large giant to slay, but we also have lots of mini giants as well along the way. Well, I've written down on my notes here. In, in this story, we see that David wasn't expecting a fight to fight the giant that day. He wasn't expecting it. In fact, no. he was on assignment to take some food to for his brothers. Yeah, that's right. He didn't go looking for his giant to kill. Mm. And I think we were obsessed as believers for, you know, we're obsessed with finding a giant to kill. Yeah. In our own lives, we've yeah. got to have that instant success. The fact of the matter is, David was too busy in his day to day living out the purposes of God, yeah. seeing success, and the giant um, just crossed his path. He wasn't searching for a giant. That's we right. have to be careful yeah. as Christians that we're not obsessed with trying to find this big victory fight yeah. because yeah, we can get right. distracted. That's right. In his, it was because of his day to day living. Uh, that he came out on that special day swinging. Do you like that? I do. I, wrote that I like down. that. That's it was in one. his day-to-day living <laughs> that he came out on that special day swinging. If you like that one, give it a little thumbs up or a like. I thought of that all by myself. Really good. <laughs> and so we're going to look at some of the things that David actually um, went through to get to this experience. And we want to hopefully help you and take the pressure off you to have your big... You know, it's, it's, We live in a comparison comparison. So, uh, comparison society, don't we? Yeah, we Instagram, do, social media. Everyone seems to be having their giant killing moment. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. got the job. They had the success. They got healed, or they got married. Oh, I don't know. They got the promotion, and it feels like, oh, what, but God, what about my giant killing moment? Mm. When is my giant killing moment going to come? Right. And we can people can feel guilty. Yeah, that's right. And I think as well, you know, we can have the challenge of 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 of. You know, we talk a lot, don't we, about having a testimony. Yes. And we want a big testimony yes. in our lives. We want a big story to tell. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, I know I the way I grew up, I didn't grow I grew up in a Christian home, in a quite a sheltered, loving home. So I didn't feel like I ever had a real testimony. But that is the testimony yes. that God kept me through my childhood, through my teenage years. Yes. You know, I didn't really go off the rails. And so in the same way, we, our testimony is the faithfulness of God in our everyday. Yes. Not and that's just where in the those power big is. moments. That's where the power is. Right. And so that's why we're saying giant killing is overrated. It's not yes. the be all and end all. And we're going to really quickly jump through. I've written down 10 thoughts from from this overarching thought that giant killing is overrated. I want you to jump in on this, Louise, and give me some comment. Number one, David learned to be content in his day-to-day. Yeah, that's I mean, a, you just you put, touched on that, didn't you? It, yeah, true, because I think that's one of the tough ones, especially some people more than others. I think some people are plodders and just, just go on through the the everyday, don't they? But some people, they need that moment of adventure. They need that big win. They need that, you know, kind of like, oh, wow, wow moment regularly. But the fact of the matter is God forms us and he trains us in our everyday, in our mundane. And that's what happened with David. I would say giant killers aren't made 
looking after um, look, searching for giants right giant killers are made in the monotonous day-to-day stuff and you might Absolutely. be thinking well my life seems so boring it's in the boring that the miracles start to take seed and they start to sprout and give birth i think it's That's the right. day-to-day gives birth to the miracles yeah, it's that whole premise of mastering the mundane, isn't it? Yes. Where sometimes we can despise the mundane in the season we're in and we just, we, we want some excitement and that's natural, I think. But until we master the mundane and the everyday, we don't get trained for the adventure, I don't yeah. believe. Yeah, we've got to stop ch- chasing after the sensational. Yeah. And yeah. just look after them. All right, David learned to be content in his day today, And David did well, so let's take some lessons here. Number two, David was successful in his day-to-day and we've got to ask ourselves is there fruit in my day-to-day yeah that's right i love the fact that with david you know that he was able to say to saul in that moment he was able to say you know the reason i am equipped to to slay goliath is because i've, I've already killed a lion i've already killed a bear yes which is no gave mean him confidence. i mean you talk about the average every day that's probably not the average every day yeah but the fact of the matter was his, metaphorically his, yes we're killing lions and bears aren't we that's right and the, the fact was though that was part of his every day because he was a shepherd he was out in the hills by himself looking after these sheep and he had to defend those sheep at all cost now i'm sure there were days of boredom I'm sure there were days where he was just, I mean, he wrote a lot of Psalms, didn't yeah. he? And I think out, out as, that's why we see Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, yes. because he was a shepherd himself. Yes. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter was, he was built, he, he built that up by, in his everyday. Yeah, it's everyday. Yeah. I've written down here, success precedes success. Yeah. I think once you start seeing fruit, you see, yeah. it, it takes fruit to bear fruit. Did you know that? Think about that for a second. It takes fruit to bear fruit. Mm. Where is the seed? The seed is in the fruit. Yeah. So it's kind of the chicken and egg, you know, which came first, the orange or the pip? Well, actually, I, I don't know. Uh, but, but no, I had <laughs> but to the be tree, a fruit. the tree was grown from a seed, wasn't from a, it? From a seed. Yeah. And there can't be more seeds unless there's more fruit. That's right. And so if you see someone who's, who's really fruitful and you think, why are, they all, why are they so blessed? Well, blessings... Um, proceed blessings in my opinion yeah. and there's a there's a formula there and the more blessing that you have and the more you understand how that blessing is to be used to be to be a blessing to others mm. then god trusts you with more that's and right it's that it's that circle isn't it yes so definitely. david was successful in his day-to-day what about this one david faced multiple enemies though never graduated from the day-to-day mm. Yeah, the day that's to, a good the one. day today will always be with us, regardless of who you are or where you are. Yeah, uh, you and never graduate from being a mum, do you? You don't. You don't. Um, I, I saw a funny thing on, um, I think it was on Instagram the other day, and it was like, oh yeah, it's Friday, and then it, underneath it was like, oh yeah, I forgot I'm a mum. Yes. So like, you know, and you say, oh, it's Friday, so it's the weekend, and so we don't have to go to work, but then I've still got to do the laundry and the yes. cooking and the cleaning. So, but but you know, it's an absolute privilege. But but it's true, you don't graduate. And and what I love about this story is, you know, David actually slayed Goliath, but he was still a shepherd. Still a shepherd. Still a shepherd boy. You know, when we what looked- happened after he slayed the giant. I mean, people people don't un- he, he, realize what happened after that. Yeah. He wasn't crowned prince. No, and even though before this he'd been anointed king. Yes. Before this, David was anointed king by Samuel the prophet and then went back to being a shepherd boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure he must have thought, wow, what's going on here? And Saul wasn't ready to give up his crown just because David slept. Slayed the, no. the giant. Well, that's another story. That's another isn't story it? That's altogether. Another story, but but it's true. It's very very true that you know he 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 went. He didn't graduate from what God had 
put within him yeah. and God still had some work to do yeah. and sometimes we slay the, the giant or we we even we get the breakthrough that we want and we think oh wow this is the moment that I've been waiting for everything is going to change but God still has some work to do in us sometimes he gives us that moment yes but then we've still got to do the mundane we've still yes. got to do our everyday there's still work to do on our yeah. hearts and I'm I've, sure I've there's been, still some work to do I'm um, doing a lot more exercise recently um especially through lockdown, having, having a little bit more time and I've been running and every time I run my, my phone or my, my watch lets me know if I've broken a record. So if I ran 5K, I get a little, little um, virtual, hey, well done, you, you ran 5K or 10K or whatever. The fact of the matter is um, I get badges like that. They're just virtual badges and they, they encourage me. Or perhaps on the Bible reading app, you know, you, yeah, you, you have, a, you have yeah. a reading day streak. You have a streak, yeah. It makes you feel great. But 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 the, but the truth is, um, you know, that's very different to what David's doing here, mm. and it's very different to day to day. That's just the virtual, like, well done pat on the shoulder. But we've still got to be who we are in God. We've still got to do the day to day. That's right. That's right. And I think sometimes, you know, I've been challenged recently that sometimes when everything's going well. We're not encouraged to dig into God and yeah. dig into his word and, and really seek God because we think, oh, everything's fine. I yes. don't need to. Yes. And, you know, sometimes it takes a, a difficulty, doesn't it? Yes. For us to then go, oh, I really need my Bible and I really need to pray yes. and I really need to put the worship music on. Well, maybe God is saying to us, I don't want you just to do it in those moments. I yeah. want you to do it in the everyday. And all the preaching seems to be about that giant killing moment. Mm. The truth yeah. is, just because I ran 10K doesn't mean to say I'm going to be fit for the rest of my life. That's or just right. because you reach your goal weight, I'm sorry to discourage you. But you know what? That doesn't mean to say you're going to be at your goal weight for the rest of your life. You've got to work hard. There's things That's you've right. got to do. Mm. Just because you reach that success or that promotion doesn't mean to say you've got the job for life. So right. there's lots of things to do. And we somehow have become obsessed with that giant killing moment. And we've forgotten about the day-to-day -day Christian living. But David didn't. And this is the lesson we're learning from him. Um, number four. Here's a thought here. David didn't go looking for a giant that day. He That's didn't right. go looking for a giant. And when you're obsessed with looking for giants, you miss the power of the lion killing moment and the bear killing moment and the That's servanthood, right. the servant leadership moment. That's so right. easy to miss it, isn't it? That's right. And, you know, I just think about that verse where Jesus said, um, my sheep know my voice. And I think about that in the context of David, that yes. yeah, he was defending his sheep, but his sheep would have known his voice. Yes. And there's there's a there's a there's a kind of sense of responsibility and leadership there for David that he was a shepherd looking after these sheep that really knew him and knew his voice and were following him. So it it the the reward isn't just in him slaying Goliath. That was the big win that everybody saw, wasn't yes, it? Yes, of course. The Israelites saw. Yeah. Everybody, the Philistines saw. And that's what we see that. is when we lead it. Yeah. Um, sorry, read read when we read this yeah, account. Exactly. That's all we see. We just see the oh the giant. That's the was big killed. moment. The big moment. But the fact of the matter is, he also had a whole lot of sheep that knew his voice. Yeah. Can you remember when Tell we got married, that. darling? I can. Nineteen ninety six. Seven. Seven. Nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> And and it was wonderful, a brilliant day. We got married, and then and but then what happened after the big day and the nice honeymoon? You get on with life. Yeah, you get on with. It's the marriage. It's, it's not the just marriage. the wedding. It's the marriage. Yeah, the yeah. wedding is just the beginning. It's 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 almost just it's the genesis of the marriage, isn't it? Right. But you don't just everyone listening who's married, you'll agree that marriage is not a bed of roses. 
takes hard work. Takes hard work. You got to work yeah, at your marriage. That's why we it talk does. so much about it in home church. That's right. And um, yeah, we got to get away from this idea that that once you arrive somewhere, that's it. Yeah, and the, and be looking for that all the time. And looking for that because moment. Because the thing is, a lot of people, you know, say. That, Go on, sorry. I was just going to say a lot of, when you use the example of marriage, everybody builds I was going to up. Say the same thing. You build up to this massive wedding, yes. don't you? And spend a fortune, and you know that's like the day. But then that's not. You can't just look for those moments no. in the marriage. Otherwise, it won't. It won't sustain you. you Let get, me tell you, it you won't get, sustain you. You get five years in, you think, oh wow. Yeah. What's the next big? What's the next thing? big thing? And I think I've seen people who really their marriage doesn't survive unless they they're able to go on a big holiday or they might buy buy another house or, or a sofa. You know, or buy like constantly. But you've a got sofa to, is again, not going to save your marriage. That's right. And it, again, it's about mastering the mundane and not just searching for those big moments because unfortunately they don't come. So lessons from the story of, of of David here on the on off the back of the title giant killing is overrated we're helping tons of people today i reckon here's another thought number five david never saw a giant that day he never saw a giant he saw someone who was who was insulting his god that's all he saw yeah he turned up the story is he turned up to give his brothers some some lunch they were on the front line in the army and he, he was shocked that no one was bothered about this giant who was insulting him. You know, we sometimes in society, we, we, we put up with so much about people right. insulting our God. Mm. Uh, you know, that we there's a point when you have to rise up and say something and do something. That's but right. David didn't see the giant. He just saw Goliath as anybody else. Yeah. It's amazing. We've built Goliath up to be this. I mean, he, he's in folklore now. Even if you're not a Christian, you don't know the Bible. You know the story of David mm, and Goliath. Absolutely. This amazing, you know, tall guy seven strong foot seven nine foot whatever you know it's whatever almost like it was, the story yeah. of william wallace yeah um but you know what they they, they, they the society bu- um, builds these giants up and we think oh we've got to crack those um giants we've got to you know society says what success is mm. success is having a big house and being successful and Right. You know, having 2.4 kids and we're told what's, what success is, but the Bible teaches us what success is. And it's a complete, often a completely different story. David yeah. never saw a giant that day. He just heard someone who was insulting his God and he wasn't happy about That's it. That's right. And he felt equipped to do it, I yeah. think. And I think, you know, I love that line where, you know, his brothers are kind of like, who do you think you are? Yes. Coming up here and because and, they probably felt a bit silly because they were all terrified. Yes. And then you've got your youngest brother come and say, what's the matter with you all? Why are you all so afraid? Yes. And he says these words, which I've never forgotten. I love where he says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? And he saw that there was a cause there that he wanted to fight for. It was the cause he was fighting for. It wasn't like you said. It wasn't the giant. It wasn't the giant. It was the fact that he wanted to defend his God. And he felt like the name of his God was being... Dragged through the mud. Yeah, so and, to and speak, every giant and that we slay, yeah. every giant and every success we we make, it's not for our glory. That's right. To say we're giant killers, it's for the glory of God. That's and right. That should yeah. be our motivation, like you said. Yeah. I was it. I don't know. If, you know. I could be wrong. You know. You can check this out, home church. Read through the scripture. I'm not sure that David ever referred to Goliath as a giant. Did he? He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine. But yeah. did he ever call him a giant? I'm not sure if he did. I, I could be wrong. I can't, I can't re- think that he did. It's interesting, yeah. but everyone else is calling him a giant. Mm. So everybody, we've, we painted this, we were obsessed with the giant. And I'm sure Saul mm. and his army painted this picture. See, when, you have no, when you're in unbelief or in yeah. fear, you'll always make the giant taller than he is, mm. wider than he is, stronger than he is. 
that always happens, isn't it? That's where that's fear right. comes. It paints a picture that's of something right. that's not false education appearing real. That's right. Oh. And the fact is that Goliath was intimidating them with his words. Yes. And the enemy will do that. The enemy will always intimidate you with his with his lies and with his words. Yes. And but David took the word of God and said, I come against you yes. in the name of the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Yes. And I love that, that he went in the name of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the end of part one of this series entitled Giant Killing is Overrated. I hope you're having a, a great time listening to it. I hope it's challenging you and blessing you. And next week, we're going to finish part two. But before we sign off, we're going to do something we always do when we gather together as home church. And that's just give every single person an opportunity to surrender their life to Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you, you've maybe listened to us today and thought, yeah, I, I've heard that story before and I've heard about Jesus, but I don't really know him. I don't know him personally. I don't know that he wants to have a personal relationship with me. So we would love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus today, to take a step on that journey of knowing him for yourself. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer. And, you know, whether you're listening or watching, wherever you are, if you, you want to just pray along with us. We believe that the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, he is, then you will be saved. Right. So let's pray together. Yeah. Say, so God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for me so that I could be forgiven of every wrong thing I've ever done. I want to say yes to you today. And so I say, Jesus, come into my life. Give me a new start. I want to know you and follow you for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, especially for the first time, please get in touch with one of our team. Message us. Um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, everywhere. I think you can pretty much get in touch with us. So someone right, in the yeah. comments today would love to reach out to you. Um, but tell somebody that you made this decision. We believe it's the best decision That's right. you'll ever make. Well, That's until right. next week, have a great week. God bless.